Welcome to another edition of Artifactual Journey. Today I'm talking to Carol Marr. And this is one very talented and connected person. Let's learn a little bit about how in the world we come to today's edition. And today's edition is tied into none other than the Underground Railroad. So take it away. Who are you? Why are we here? And what do you have to share? Um, My name is Carol Marr, and I live in Delaware. I'm an artist and amateur historian. Looking into my family's history, especially my family's history to the legacy of slavery. And that legacy of slavery would be in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, or where? Dorchester County, Maryland. Dorchester, Dorchester. where all the good, good history uh, (laughs) comes from, correct? Correct. Well, a lot of the history, not all the good. Well, well, not all, but a whole bunch of of good, a whole bunch of great history. (laughs) In particular, what prominent place has been drawing people from around the country? The, the Harriet Tubman National Park is what. Yes, and is, National Historical Park. And is there any connection to you and your family? Well, yes and no. We still own a property that was my two time great grandfather, so my great great grandfather, who was John E. Applegarth, who was from Dorchester County, Maryland, and he bought a property from his brother-in-law. So his wife was Amory Tubman. Say that again. <laughs> Amory Tubman. So this is a white Tubman. Yes, the white Tubmans. Yes. Wow. Yeah. How exciting <laughs> is that? Pretty exciting? <laughs> Pretty exciting, yeah. Growing up scary with and, Scary, you know, exciting, yeah. mixed feelings. Mixed feelings, yeah. So Growing up, um, were you aware of this? Um, I was aware and I knew who Harriet Tubman was. We still don't know the exact connection as we all know or we should know that Harriet Tubman wasn't a Tubman at birth she was a Ross at right, birth right she married John Tubman who yes. was a free black man there's a large free black population in Dorchester County at the time mm-hmm. um, in the mid 1850s 1830s and so he was a free black man who was whose parents were also both born free and I believe his grandparents were also free blacks. And That's he, a powerful narrative in his own right. Yes, yes yeah, yes. definitely. And he has a sad story. Yeah, a very um, sad yeah, story. Yeah, a very sad story. <laughs> and so there is a family history, oral history, that was then documented on paper during the WPA time after World War II that there, when the Tubman home was built in the sometime in the 1700s. Uh, I don't know the exact date offhand, but there was a particular slave who helped build the home named Edward. And after the home was built, this one slave was manumitted, was freed. So Edward was freed. The other slaves were not, but he was freed. And this oral history of the story passed down was that he did take the surname Tubman when he was awarded his freedom. And he, he might be, you know, John Tubman's great-great-grandfather or, you know, great or great-grandfather or, or grandfather. Just so. thinking about that gets yeah. me so excited. I mean, it has my mind running yeah. in so many different directions. It's exciting but also sad because there's no documentation and a lot of people doing ancestral work do not have access to documentation because right, right. It, even though you were free blacks you were there's there's less 
lots a lot less documentation. So and that's, a, that, that's a real issue when it comes to any type of historical research, whether it be genealogical or whether you're doing preservation work for a cemetery or a church or a building. When it comes to the people of color, some of the records are non-existent. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And you have to find other ways to validate your theory. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that people like you and your family have been able to maintain property for generations. Yes, yeah. And not only property, but with property comes artifacts. Yes, yeah. And in your case, <laughs> what kind of artifact could you talk about that would just kind of knit well, this together nicely? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I guess the, the sort of background, my mother passed away about seven years ago. And when she passed away, I gathered up, I took all the, you know, family papers that she had saved and, and such. And on that, I found in, in that pile, you know, or drawer of papers, I found a, a ancestral work, you know, documenting the Applegarth family. My Could you spell was, Applegarth for the record, please? It's Applegarth, A-P-P-L-E-G-A-R-T-H. Okay, thank you. And it was done in the 1970s, before the internet. Um, before Ancestry.com. Before Ancestry.com. Before the, you Fold know. three. Yeah. 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 And the yeah, rest, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> when you had to actually go to the courthouse, you had to go to the historical thing. And people actually didn't even save a lot of those, or they weren't even organized in any way. They weren't really valid. They yep. weren't valuable. They weren't valuable. They weren't, you know, it was history, you know. Just think like, what yeah. was thrown yeah. away. Yeah, oh, what was burned, yes. what was, you know, destroyed. Yes. But a relative in Louisiana had decided to do some research on the Applegarth family. And in that, it had listed my great-great-grandfather from Dorchester County, John Applegarth. And he, it had listed his slaves that he had freed. And the narrative I grew up with, that I refer to as the white fairy tale... Say that again. You got to say that again, please. Come on. I refer to the white fairy tale. I'm going to use that. I give you credit. <laughs> white fairy the tale. The white fairy tale. Well, it was that my two-time great grandfather abhorred slavery. He freed his slaves. The slaves were educated. They took their their name as their surname. Took the Applegarth name as a surname, etc. And I found a document that listed my in this document that was, that was created in 1970 in this research. It listed him and listed 11 slaves who were freed. 11 slaves that had their first names, last names, and ages. Mm. But the fortunate thing about this document, this history that's some personal history someone gathered, was that they cited it. They cited it as Robert Bell's Book of Slave Statistics. That I went to look in more detail of that, and I found that my great-great-grandfather had sued the U.S. government in the state of Maryland for compensation. Say that part again one more time. He <laughs> did what? He had sued. There was a, the Maryland General Assembly had hired commissioners for every county in the state of Maryland to take the names of the enslavers and those enslaved. So uh, at that time it was listed as slave owners and slaves and have their the slave owners and um, list the names of and ages and the health status of their slaves for possible compensation for lost property after the Emancipation Proclamation. So lost property so, allows you to make the connection. Yes. If no one was compensated, but had he not, I would not have known 
of the 11 humans who were enslaved on property. That Nor would you have been able to go on the research path to try to get to more get, information yeah, and talk for, to for, descendants today. For descendants today, for descendants who are looking to have, to have one more link in their, you know, one more branch in their genealogical tree. Did you, thank, did you thank him? Changed, did you thank him? Thank who, John? Yes. Yeah, I think it's a, I refer to it as a mixed blessing. It is a mixed blessing, yes, so yes, yes. It's sort of, it's, you know, like, turns my stomach that he would sue, that one, he would own humans, that any relative of mine would own another human, and then sue for compensation. But I, had he not sued, you would know where to have, look. You would not know, have a clue. Yeah, I would not know right. the names of the right. other. They would have been freed, right. which changed the, uh, the white fairy tale. <laughs> so the white fairy tale, they, he, he, he didn't afford slavery. He sued for compensation. The 11 who were enslaved, none of them could read and write. Mm. And none of them took the Applegarth name, although several took Ross and Keen as their name. And can you spell the Keen for me, please? K-E-E-N-E. Okay, thank you. And so several of them take, but Amory Tubman Applegarth was married prior to marrying my great-grandfather. And her first husband was John Keen. He died. He passed away. And so... And she had two children with her first marriage, and she married my great-great-grandfather. And your great-great-grandfather's name? John, yeah, John E. Applegarth. Okay. This story is just so complex, and it it takes you up and down, almost like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, families Uh, are complex. Well, indeed, and and, and life is complex. But but I want to go back to something you said that's really intriguing to me. You talked about it being a mixed blessing. He probably was doing what was standard at the time. Yeah. So yeah. we can't put our contemporary understanding on exactly what your I got to get the right relative, your great great, great grandfather yeah, was doing by suing exactly for his loss of property. We can't put judgment, and I people have asked me if I feel guilty about it and such, and I can't because right. I cannot change the history. And if not for my great great grandfather, I wouldn't be here. Right. And so, right. but... And we're glad you're here. I can... <laughs> we're glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but I am a firm believer that there's no healing without acknowledgement right. 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 and that the history needs to be acknowledged and we need the correct history. Yes. And it doesn't, you know, it's it's knowledge. It's not blaming or feeling guilty if you feel, you feel guilty you tend to go inward and you right, don't right. you know so i have this knowledge i have you know when i found out that you know who these people were and why they were listed in robert bell's book of slave status i felt like it was my duty to acknowledge them in order for you know for healing and um, in essence you're so. you're freeing them Yes, it's, yeah. It's in a way, you're well, freeing them and I, yourself. We, yeah, you, a lot of people yeah. are getting freedom through the the work that was started by John, yeah. John, John, John Applegarth. John yeah. Applegarth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a so, what a what a yeah. just a, a deep, an emotional, a cathartic. I mean, there's so many words there's, that are just yeah. running through my mind right yeah. now, thinking about your experience. And here's the other thing: it's so important that people of different colors can come together on this complex topic without throwing shade or or attitude. And I keep talking about this, but we need more of these kind of groundbreaking conversations surrounding race, class, ethnicity, gender, ownership, and not to point the finger. I just want to share because maybe one nugget of something we're saying can help somebody else get to another level. Exactly. Uh, And in 2018... (laughs) 
we're in need of these kind of conversations because the, off the recording we were talking about how really the enslaved era was not that long ago. Yeah. Well, that was the realization that I came to. So my great aunt, so my grandfather's sister, okay, okay, died when I was in college. She was 100 years old. <sighs> Anita Applegarth France. What a long life she yeah, had. Yeah, she lived on. And the she story was that she took yep. with her. Yeah, and my so I was in college when she died, and my grandfather passed away when I was in first grade. So I was six when he passed away. Do you remember him at all? I do. Yep, I remember him. You know, as a child, but I remember my aunts much more oh, sure, because sure. I was in college. Sure. But so she died when I was in college, at at age one hundred, um, just before her hundred first birthday. But John Applegarth. The last enslaver who, who freed his slaves at emancipation was her grandfather. Look at how close that close, was exactly. to that time period. My goodness. Yeah. So her father was raised with slaves. Say that again. You know, her father and my grandfather were were raised with a father who was raised with slaves. So In yeah. the house on the eastern shore? Yes. That yeah. isn't called, what do you call the property? Golden Hill. It was originally called Medicine Hill. Medicine Hill? Yeah, but then it was changed to Golden Hill. And roughly how many acres? Now it's about 240 acres but, of marsh. <laughs> okay, of marsh, but, back, but, but maybe I get some muskrat. Can I get some good muskrat oh, down oh, there? Oh, I have a good muskrat story, okay, too. Okay, then we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I don't want to eat it, but I want to hear the story. Yeah. Okay. I won't eat it either. Okay, um, so, so originally how many acres were, was it? You know what, I don't know. It, it ebbed and flowed, I believe, with, they bought land, they sold land, sure, sure. so... I don't know exactly. Yeah, I can't answer that. But either. that's the house where that's the house where the eleven. Where, yep. Where the eleven, 11 chattel were, slaves yeah, were really yep, exactly. Yeah. So when you yeah. walk through the property today in 2018, do you breathe yeah. in the air, or do you just kind of go back in your mind as like in a time warp and, and imagine that you could see what was going on during that period? It has changed. There aren't any like slave dwellings there that we know of, although we believe that one part of the house was added to the house that may have been a slave dwelling, that it was very typical, especially in Maryland, and that when you no longer needed a building, so a lot of slave quarters and such, were actually just moved and added to the house. You know, and people would cut houses and add on to houses. Yes, and all kinds so of originally, and actually, the original of the house was one small house that was cut in half, and half of it's on the a general store, and the other half is on the, the main house. I love and it. And then it was added on, and then we think this back area could have been a slave dwelling, a slave cabin at one point, but then was added on and made into a bathroom and a kitchen, you know. So they uh, reuse their materials. Well, recycling you know? yeah. wasn't. Upcycling. Uh, yeah. yeah, upcycling yeah. is not a term yeah. that we just invented today. Yeah, yeah. People couldn't afford some at, things. At and, some point, I just yeah. want to be able to walk inside that space. I mean, I just yeah. think it's yeah. so fabulous that the same family was able to hold on to this property yeah. for, I don't know, how many generations? Is it four or five or six? Yeah, well, now it's on the sixth generation, yeah. Because so often yeah. when it comes to the African-American yeah. properties, tax sales, yeah. estate issues, crooked deals, and the property is lost. Yeah, So exactly. you have a magnificent case study yeah. that you can look at and yeah. document so many different experiences because it's still in the it's still in the, Yeah, it's still in the Applegarth family, yeah. This is yeah. so exciting. So let, let me let me circle back to the Robert Bell 
Yes, Robert uh, Bell's Book of Slave Statistics. Now, when you saw that, what went through mm-hmm. your mind? Were you like, how quickly can I find an original copy of this somewhere? What, 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 yeah, what well, was that I was, experience Actually, like? I was excited that in 1970, you know, his name was Thurston Applegarth, who did this family history. I have to be bad. When I hear the name Thurston, Thurston I, I just think of Thurston Hall of Thurston. Exactly. And I don't know who Thurston is, so I've never met who, I don't even know who he is. But, I'm you know, sorry. With it, yeah. That was I know. not professional. But, well, um, his wife was lovey. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovey. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but I was actually happy that he that he cited. Yes, you know, yeah. so it you know it didn't have all the information, but it said he freed his slaves, and you know, and so that's where the oral history of the white fairy tale came from. Because right, right. in this 1970 document, it says that he freed his slaves, <sighs> and so I was happy that it, it was cited. So then I, you know quickly now we have the internet i got online i started looking and i found that it was there's transcribed copies there was one in at salisbury university at the nav center at your alma mater at my so alma you mater proud to yeah go there, right? my undergraduate okay, yeah, yep. sure. and there was one in a, at a university in ohio i can't remember which one but i know it was ohio so i went to the nav center i went to salisbury and, and could you say what the nab the acronym stands for please it actually says last name. Okay. It doesn't sound oh, that, it's not yeah. acronym. So the NAB. No, NAB. Yeah, the okay. NAB Center was for the NAB family. Okay. N-A-B-B. All right, thank you. Yeah. Because I know our That's audience right. would not know what you're talking about when you say <laughs> the NAB Center. The NAB Center at Salisbury <laughs> University. Okay, So thanks. it's their, you know, one of their research centers. Okay, thank you. And so I went there. I found the, the somebody had transcribed. Um, she had transcribed the Robert Bell's Book of Slave Statistics. And I found the type copy, but there's only seven names. So right now, that so, brain of yours yeah, was racing. Like, okay, what happened to these so other four, right? What happened? Yeah. Well, there's seven, but I have, in 1970, there was 11. Right. And right. all of a sudden, in this, you know, this recent... Do the math. Do the math. Yeah, there's only seven. So <laughs> I did a little more research. They helped me, and we found it, that the original was... All, actually, they had a copy of it on microfilm. So I looked, I found it on microfilm, and that's when I found out that Mm. this document was part of the Maryland General Assembly Commission to document slaves, names, ages, health status for compensation for lost property. And I found all the 11 names there, of which one, the most most amazing one was, there was one Mariah Ross, and Mariah Ross was listed as simple. Everyone else was healthy. There were 10 healthy and one simple. But I did find her in subsequent census and thing that she was employed. She was was a servant for white families, but she was employable. So um, she wasn't, so she wasn't she was, that simple. Yeah, it wasn't so that simple. Yeah, so she, she was able to, yeah, to, to find Just employment what, afterwards. what difficulties yeah. she encountered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the, the neat part about the listing deals with their health. Because yep. you learn a whole lot. Yeah. Um, not only are they illiterate, but you learn about what, what yeah. they're struggling with from a... But a, even that I question. I don't know. I'm, I question a lot. If I if I have the audacity to sue for compensation for lost property, I want the, the most money I can get. So okay. yes, yes. So I want to say that my slaves are as healthy as they are. They okay. can be. So I'm with you. So, so, so yeah. when you're going, you're going so, to yeah. what the census so, takers do as well. Yeah. Because so, you can't really take everything as being accurate yeah. as recorded from the census takers. Yeah. Yeah. So you're taking that so, same concept and yeah. applying it to? To the health status. Right. So just right. because, the, you know, <laughs> it says health status. So a non-healthy 
slave is going to be less valuable. Right. You right. know, if you're looking for compensation. Right. And so, you know, so this was, so Mariah was listed as simple. But then so maybe they could not get around the fact that she that, was somewhat slow or had exactly. some type of, yeah. of uh, I don't want to say retardation, but some yeah, type Yeah, she might of, have had Down so, syndrome right, or something, something, you know, so it might, so I think there probably was a physical attribute right, to her right, that right. they had to. Right, where in the other ones, other they ones, could. Yeah, they, they're healthy, yeah. yeah even if yeah. they weren't healthy, they, yeah. they could get away really with it. You don't really know their health status, so. This just yeah. opens up so many other versions of, of Pandora's yeah. box. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. And it will be my goal, and it's not my project, but I would love to be able to hire a professional genealogist yeah. and track down descendants and bring them together and yeah. break bread. Yeah, yeah. And break bread at yeah. the table. Yeah, but they yeah. Have to that's be... my my ultimate goal is to find us. And I've done my DNA; it's on GEDmatch, and you know, so I do I do speak about this. I've done some artwork about it, and so that is my ultimate goal to have the descendants of those who were enslaved at least no, go to the land where they want to pour libations or right. whatever I, type I, of ceremony be, they want. That that's my ultimate thing. A, yeah, a powerful experience yeah. for yeah. the descendants, for your family, yeah. and for historians whether they be professional or, or or lay historians and genealogists you could have a gathering people all yep. kinds of people would want to come just to witness yep. this this kind of uh, healing that yeah. has taken place through history and research and, and uh, really a family's quest for uh, a way to improve society mm. and that being said that would be the descendants of those enslaved for them yeah. to decide how what well, they right. wanted to, yeah. yeah and, and, and we you know, can't, we can't put yeah, words like in their mouth yeah. so some of them might say well, well yeah, you know like, what oh, no. uh, yeah they might say no or they off. might want uh, quiet uh, right, time right, or they might right. you know honor so but I just yeah. think that uh, the mere fact that you are the anointed one to handle this <laughs> uh, means that something good one way or another will come out of this. Yeah. Um, and I think in time the more you go on your walks and your research and, and, and connect with other people the right formula will be revealed yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. will be. So before we wrap this up, I want to segue to something that is near and dear to my heart. By chance, did you watch the uh, John Legend-backed uh, series for two seasons called Underground on, yes. on TV? Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Yes. yes. Well, well, anything John Legend does. Okay. <laughs> okay, we got a John <laughs> Legend groupie here. Okay, all right. I got to agree we with you. We won't go there. But I got to agree <laughs> okay. with you there. Um, he's also on the side working on... Black Wall Street project right now. And Tulsa? Well, Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. in Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. yeah, which is on Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Another, but that's another. We can yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. The basis of the John Legend backed Underground was obviously off of William Still's seminal book called yeah. The uh, Underground Railroad. And we're holding right here a magnificent copy. Yeah. Beautiful uh, copy. A beautiful yeah. copy. And uh, I want you to see. And what does it say? Can you see it? Yeah, it's on the next page, but it's a revised edition that is going to be eighteen seventy. Eighteen seventy one. Yeah. How nice is this? Wow. Is this sweet? You just want to touch the cover? Yeah. You just touch it gently, okay? There you go. Now, how is this connected to your family in any way, shape, or form? Well, during a previous conversation, we talked about disguises and how. People who were freedom seekers were often disguised themselves. And I said, oh, as a matter of fact, there's a relative of mine who's mentioned in William Still's Underground Railroad book who his slave, two of his, well, one of his slaves. Be still my beating heart. (laughs) Is listed and as in fact illustrated (laughs) in the book where they 
on page two two fifteen. William, Captain William Applegarth and John Delahay, Del, Del, two of their slaves had escaped, and it was Charlotte and Harriet. And they went on by train, and they wore a disguise of mourning clothes, so all black clothing. They covered their face. They were sobbing uncontrollably to try to make their way from Baltimore to Philadelphia. They were successful. In fact, they they went on to William Applegarth and and John Delhay went onto the train, but didn't recognize them with their heavy disguise and their their crying and. Um, being so sad. So this this Captain William Applegarth was John Applegarth, my two-time great-grandfather's cousin. Who yeah. knew? <laughs> and I, I can't use any bad language yeah. on this podcast, but this is really a a yeah. moment that I would just yeah. want to say WTF. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this that's is, what I said when I found out when I a, did, was this, doing my research. This so, is a WTF yeah. moment in slang, okay? So, well, so what I found this because after finding... <laughs> John Applegarth, you know, so, well, so his son, who was the next owner of Golden Hill, my great-grandfather, was William Applegarth. Okay. And so I'm like, wait a second, there's a William Applegarth in William Still's book? Like, how are we related, you know? And that's where I found the connection. And so in your family possession, was there or is there an original edition of the Underground Railroad book? No. There's no talk of there's and, no talk of William Applegarth. I found that in my own research. Really? Yeah. Now, yeah. are any of your family are any of the Applegarths as excited about this as you, or do they just think, oh, that's Carolyn? You know, she always was a little different <laughs> and and artsy or, or or this and that. I do have relatives that are very excited that I'm doing the research. Okay, but and not them. <laughs> no, like, yeah, notice yeah. notice so, disclaimer: yeah. not them. Right, right. I do have some relatives <laughs> that are not very happy that I'm doing. That you're the exposing this part of the family's yes, uh, it's history. Like, yeah, like I'm exposing you the, know, the dirty linen. The, the dirty linen. Yeah, sure, sure. yeah. And so I, you know, I tread carefully. I do respect my elders to a certain extent, and so there are certain relatives that I don't have this i've tried to have the conversation and it's not ended very nicely. so in other words so we don't I, want them know. to hear this podcast right we want exactly them, we, we want them <laughs> not, we want them not to go to soundcloud yeah. itunes google play or anywhere else that this will appear uh so they can hear this and, and, and guess what one day they could be somewhere and someone says you know what i was i, I, I heard something on a podcast and it, is that your family <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, um, I'll just move. Right. Well, <laughs> and I and uh, no, I'll, I'll change my name and yeah. go into witness protection program. <laughs> um, on, on a serious note, we we were laughing at a very yeah. serious topic, but I want to thank you for being you in, in all sincere sincerity for guiding this to the next level because some family members allow life to take over because of their careers, their family issues, or or their lack of understanding but you get it yeah you you get it and i appreciate that you get it and the last connection here to how we got to meet you i think was really important and i think it was a sign of a divine order i meet you at an underground railroad presentation (laughs) yep and one thing leads to another and i meet you at the little free library in cochranville yeah and i happen to tell you that 
back in the day, we won't name any, uh, we won't come up with a year <laughs> that I received an award for citizenship from your family. Yeah, from, and, from, from my great aunt. And so, could you just, so yeah. can we just... Uh, Wrap this yeah. up by saying the name of your aunt and uncle and, and what their citizenship award was. Well, it was the <laughs> Jacob and Anita France. And so, citizenship award. They were from Baltimore. Who so, knew? Yeah. Who knew that decades yeah. later I would yeah. be sitting talking to a descendant? And this is the same <laughs> lady who lived to be 100, yeah. whose father and grandfather yes. were, conne- yeah. were directly connected to Golden Hill and the Eastern Shore where the 11 folks well, were Well, Anita enslaved. was born there. Anita was born in that house. Yeah. Yes, she was. She was born in that house. In our next visit, I will relocate the uh, 1973 (laughs) award and get you to touch it in in your picture. But I'm so excited now. Yes, 1973. Okay. So. Well, and they still have an active foundation here in Baltimore, the France Merrick. How, how, how nice. This, this, yeah. this has been a, a pleasure. I uh, was just being a good a good kid back in 1973 at a little private school in Owings Mills yeah. called the Valley School. And I had no idea that I was going to be awarded <laughs> that and, and meet a relative. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like to thank you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do, and continue yeah. to be you because that's the only person you can be. <laughs> thank you.